Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Kings of the South podcast, the NFC South podcast. And if we seem a little tired, folks, it's because the draft has legitimately wore us out. Uh, staying up on top of our picks, as well as the you know the rest of the NFC South, like the Saints and the Bucks and all that. Because it's good to know your enemies, folks. It's good to know whether other teams got better and yours didn't, you know. Uh, shout out to you, Bucks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, first things first, I'm your man Corey. That's TJ right there. How's it going, my guy? It's going, man. It's going. I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> That's all you can ask for. That's what old folks say. They be like, "Hey, I'm here, brother. I'm here." <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> all right, y'all. Let's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's not even waste time. We're just gonna go straight to it. Uh, draft grades, man. Uh, seeing how uh your Panthers had the first pick, let's recap the Panthers draft. Uh, uh first pick, of course, was Bryce Young. Second pick, pick thirty nine, Jonathan Migo, Ole Miss. Third pick was a little questionable. Uh, you know, depending on who you talk to. Uh, yeah. pick eighty in the third round, the outside linebacker DJ Johnson out of Oregon. Uh, probably the sleeper pick of your draft. Uh, fourth round pick. Uh, pick 114, Chandler's saliva. Uh, saliva. What, what am I doing? Zavala. <laughs> Zavala, <laughs> Zavala, sir. Zavala. I know. Zavala. And I know it, and I knew it, but I don't know why saliva just came out of my mouth. I don't know. Uh, I'm hey. trying to say saliva like the band. You know, oh, God, please don't. <laughs> Zavala out of NC State, and also rounded out your with your last pick, which is also a pretty good pick, fifth-round pick, pick 145, Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. Safety slash corner slash nickel slash Swiss Army knife, wherever you want to put him on the field. Uh, he can get it done. So uh, how do you feel about your draft as a whole there, buddy? Man, I'm going to be honest. Five picks, and I mm-hmm. feel like we nailed each one. Like, I feel like we hit a, a key need at every every round. Um, we had a, a pick in the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. And, um, you know, I think obviously at number one, we took Bryce. I think that was the right pick. I think it was a good pick. And I think it's going to pan out, at least in my opinion. I'm a big believer in Bryce. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second round, you know, getting Mingo. Uh, we needed to get younger at receiver. Um, we got Adam Thielen and, and DJ Chark, but Adam Thielen is 32. You know, DJ Chark is on a one-year deal. Um, you don't really know what you have in LaVisca. You don't mm-hmm. know what you Terrace Marshall, even though Terrace Marshall has had a hell of an offseason from what I've heard. Um, you know, third round, uh, DJ Johnson. Uh, it, initially, it, I was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> I, think, after, I think everyone was saying that. I think everyone was like, who? What? Yeah. And then after, you know, watching some tape on him and, and kind of doing some research about him, um, he he fits the scheme that Avero runs our our defensive coordinator. So he's he's a solid pick. He's an edge rusher. We need an edge rusher, and you know there's there's some upside there. The only concern, number one, he's very raw, but also number two, he's coming into the league as 25 years old. Um, mm-hmm. so he's a little bit older in the tooth mm-hmm. for a, for a college player. 
Um, yeah. They're gonna call him Unk on the practice squad, man. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna, yeah. Uh, 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 practices, <laughs> on practices, they're gonna call him Unk. <laughs> I think he has some upside though, man. He he's versatile. He can put his hand in the dirt, or he can stand up and uh, play the edge. So um, he's a good uh, run stopper. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs to learn to to not always try to rush the quarterback. You know, sometimes you got to set the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always about getting sacks. So. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. I'm excited about him. Uh, I'm I'm excited about his potential. I'll say. Okay. Let's talk about probably my favorite pick from you guys, barring you know Bryce. I want to talk Chandler Zavala. I want to talk yes. about him for a second. Uh, absolute steal. Steal yes. fourth round. Like he was looked at as a. Uh, a second rounder in yeah. almost people boards. Yeah. Uh big guard out of NC State reunited with his with his guy, Icky, you know, mm-hmm. Iquanu. Uh yep. and I really think that with him uh, let's let's talk about a little bit of his game. He he's great violent hands. When he mm-hmm. put his hands on somebody, you feel it. Uh yeah. he he has the ability to anchor. Uh he has the ability to get on the move. Uh, what I did see sometimes he has inconsistent footwork, but that's something that you could be, that can be cleaned up. Something that can be worked on with with his uh, you know, with the coaching staff, and y'all have the coaching staff to do it because Lord knows you have the affinity stones, the affinity gauntlet of coaches that David Tepper yeah. is just wielding around with his fist, you know, just throwing <laughs> dollar bills at him, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that was uh that was probably probably my favorite pick by you guys. It just fit a need because. Uh, I, although I like Austin Corbett, you could upgrade, but also he's injured. Also, uh, you don't really want to play Brady Christensen at guard. Mm-mm. You don't. He he's not. not he's not agile enough to get out on the move, and that's what I think your your offensive coordinator because he's coming from the same school of Sean McVay. Yeah, he he wants to get his lineman out in space and move and and pull and yep. and get to the second level, and I think with. Zavala, you'll be able to accomplish that. If not this year, ve- next year. Like I'm very high on him. His upside is, uh, I'm gonna say it. He could be a Pro Bowler, man. I'm I'm just be honest. He he could he could be a Pro Bowler. It, yeah, I, I really like that pick. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, I remember texting you about it uh, when we drafted him, and I said, man, I love that pick. Not just because he played at NC State. I am an NC State fan, but. I watched him a lot being an NC uh, NC State fan the last two seasons. Dominant. And he played alongside Icky last year, uh, or, you know, two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he he and Icky, I think, together on that left side can be dominant. But also, too, a huge stat that stood out to me. The last two seasons at NC State, he had over 800 pass blocks. And he had freaking one pressure given up in two seasons. He's dominant, man. That's he's, crazy. That's he's dominant. Crazy. And and people might say, oh, the ACC is not that strong, dude. It's it's still the ACC. We still play well, Clemson, yeah, Florida State, yeah, uh, Miami. That, yeah, the, the ACC, ACC, ACC had two uh, defense alignment go in the you know no three. I'm sorry, three in the first round with Kalaja yeah. uh, Kansi, uh, Miles Murphy. No, yeah, Miles Murphy. No, yeah, Miles Murphy did go first round. Yeah. He went to the uh, the Bengals. Uh, and uh, Brian Brzee, who we'll talk about uh, later in this episode. But, yeah, yeah. 
I don't want to hear, you know, oh, he didn't play against competition. Yes, he did. In order to get a in order to get a college scholarship and, and keep that scholarship, you have to be, you know, in the like the the five percent of all football players, like young football players, you have to be up there. This is not the MEAC, this is not the SWAC, no disrespect to them. But he was playing against first rounders. He was playing against guys who are going to be playing on Sunday. And he didn't just hold his own. He dominated. Yeah, he was very good. And he should have been a second round pick. He fell to the fourth round. And I think it's a steal. Um, I think he's going to beat out Christensen, um, especially when Corbett comes back. I think he's going to start over Christensen. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I know some people might feel different. Corbett had a great season last year. I can't question Corbett at all. Um, and he's in the second year of a three-year deal. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, he's able to come back from his injury this year. Um, I'm hearing he's not going to come back till midseason. Um, but I, I do think Zavala, man, he is a future starting guard for the Panthers. And I think it's a huge asset, a huge addis- uh, addition. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, too, you know, him and Nicky play together. That level of chemistry means something on offensive line. Yes, it I does. Some people don't, I know some people don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff, but like chemistry matters, especially if we played together in college and now we're transitioning to the NFL together just a year apart. Yeah, I, I think Icky can can teach him some stuff and yeah. help him get comfortable. Yeah, because you you know each other's tendencies, you know what they like, you know what they don't like, you know whether or not what they're good at, what their strength, what their weaknesses is, if they're susceptible to the bull rush, or swim moves, stuff like that, you you'll you'll know. You'll yep. know. You you know your guys. But yep. you know, familiarity is the reason why uh you know Caleb McGarry got re-signed. Because yep. him and Chris Lindstrom has came in together in that draft class and they solidified the right side of that offensive line, hopefully praying that yeah. he has a repeat performance or get even better this year. But, yeah, I, I really like uh, Zavala. Uh, let's talk about probably will be the uh, – someone bringing the spice to your defense. He's going to be the the attitude. He's going to be yeah. – um, I think going, he's going to be a great addition to that secondary. Um, someone who uh, – you know, for a secondary that is uh, – Good on paper, but it's kind of depleted if you think about it, seeing how uh, Dante Jackson hasn't played a full season in almost three years. Uh, C.J. Henderson uh, is inconsistent. Um, uh, who, who's your other guy? J.C. Horn hasn't played hasn't played a full season in two years. Uh, so uh, he, I, I feel like Jamie Robinson is a is a good player who has the opportunity to get better and I feel like he wants to get better he 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 took he took it personal that he was drafted oh, yeah. 145 <laughs> he, he took he it literally very... said there's not 144 guys in this draft better than me and and that's what you need he's going to bring an edge he's going to bring an attitude to that that secondary that you know outside of you know when JC Horn went down you your defense didn't have the secondary didn't have yeah, and so you you get a running mate with J.C. Horn, that the attitude, the the chip on the shoulders, the 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 moxie, the swagger that you would want a defensive back to have on your team. He got it. He's a hell of a tackler. Um, he, he's good in coverage. 
Um, and he's an underrated athlete, man. And they also played together at South Carolina before he transferred to Florida State. Um, him and uh, J.C. Horn. So mm -hmm. they have a level of experience with each other. And uh, our secondary was already fast and, and, and aggressive. Now you add him to the mix, and I think you have the potential to have one of the best secondaries in the NFC. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I know you still have to play the games and you still have to do it on the field, but on paper, Carolina's secondary is – it's probably going to be underrated going into the season because it's Carolina. Um, but with, with Averro as our, our DC and, and the guys that we've added on the defense and, and the, the guys coming back healthy, I really think the Panthers defense has the potential to repeat as a top 10 defense. And if not, honestly, I could see them finishing top five if they can put it all together. Because mm -hmm. I really do believe in Averro – uh, RDC. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a lot to be excited about if you are a Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, folks, also, I know, you know, draft grades are kind of dumb because we don't know what they're going to be yet. Yeah. But this is just on his face. Okay. We know it's stupid. Yeah, it's so, on the surface. Yeah. But we, we, we're going to give it to you guys because we love you. And this is what we do. We love talk about this. We talked about this off air. Like, yeah. For like three hours, because this is what we love to do. So we're going to give you a grade. So my grade for the Carolina Panthers draft class, it's in a range for me. It's either a B plus or A minus. If yeah. you say A minus, I'm not going to argue with you. But if you say lower than a B plus, I'm going to call you stupid, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> because, because all you want in a draft class is to have at least – you want you at least want one superstar, one star, and you want yeah. two to three serviceable starter level players. And I think you got starter level players out of all of them, except for maybe DJ. Uh, but it's all I will say about DJ is uh Evero handpicked him. Yeah, he hand he handpicked him. He said, This is the guy I want. Yeah, that's so, one part I didn't bring up, but yeah, he was handpicked by our defensive coordinator during that draft process. And in the draft room on draft day, day two, mm -hmm. he wanted that guy specifically in his defense. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of those things where I will concede that, uh, you know, uh, NFL uh, defensive coordinators and GMs and uh, presidents, anyone in a, in a NFL uh, front office, I will concede that they're smarter than me, so this probably will work out. I don't like to pick, but who gives a damn what I think? Okay, but right, yeah, between, <laughs> but I will give them anywhere between a B plus and a A minus. Yeah, if I was to give a straight up grade without you know beating around the bush, I would say it's an A. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say A plus. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the DJ Johnson pick. I got to see more out of him because yeah. he didn't really do a lot in college. Yeah, it's a lottery ticket, man. You know, yeah, it's high, a lottery ticket. you're you're betting on the traits, and if it pays off, who, buddy, you yeah. got a player with his size, right. with his speed, uh, with his agility. He's a big boy. Yeah, um, six four two sixty, man. You know. Yeah, guys like that don't grow on trees that can run a four five four four. You know. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. The forty time was what got me. I was like, okay, maybe he might be a little good. He ran a four or five, so that's that's mm -hmm. pretty fast mm -hmm. for a guy that weighs two sixty. Yeah. So but, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, next, my Atlanta Falcons. Uh, of course, as you all know, if you watched the last podcast or listened to it, you would know 
with the first pick, you know, eight, you know, first round pick, eight pick in the draft. Here we go. <laughs> we got B. John, we baby. Go. <laughs> we got B. John running back, <laughs> Texas, you know. Uh, uh, in the second round, we took uh, Matthew Bergeron, uh, officer guard out of Syracuse uh, with pick 38. Uh Round three, we took a, a a lottery ticket, just like we said uh, about uh, DJ Johnson, uh, Zach Harrison, defensive end, Ohio State. Uh, fourth round, we took probably uh, what most people are calling the steal of the draft with uh, uh, cornerback Clark Phillips the uh, third, cornerback at Utah. And if you don't know who Clark Phillips is, I need you to go online, type in uh, twenty twenty two. All Americans, you will see his name on that list. That's how good he is. Yeah. Uh, and rounding out with the seventh round picks, uh, we took DeMarco Helms out of Alabama, the safety, their leading tackler, uh, and team captain, and uh, uh, Javon Gwynn, uh, center. Well, he will be a center convert, but it says offensive line. I think he played right guard, uh, out of South Carolina. Um, <sighs> So I, I, I spoke about, you know, I spoke at nauseum about how much I love the B. John Robinson pick. So I'm not I'm not gonna really get into it, although I will say when when we roll out there next, this year oh. and 23 personnel, we go that's if you don't know what 23 personnel is, that's two uh the, the two the, the first number stands for the number of tight ends. The, the second number stands for the number of running backs. So we go out there and 23 personnel with Jonu Smith, Kyle Pitts at the tight end spot. We have Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier, and B. John Robinson in the backfield. We're Desmarino is on the center, so you're thinking, oh, they're about to run it. This is a this is a run play, and then they say, you know, hot route or whatever to break it up, and Desmond Ritter goes in the shotgun. Kyle Pitts go out wide, Johnu Smith goes out wide, Bijan goes to the slot, <laughs> Cordero Patterson goes to the slot. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right, that's 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 my spiel. That's all I'm going with it. Um Matthew Bergeron. Um apparently, apparently and I will admit when I first saw the pig, I was like, What? Why didn't we take Brian Branch? But then like I said in the last pod, I started watching videos and I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna be good. He's gonna be real yeah. good. Uh, he plays with the anger, with an attitude that will fit quite nicely with our uh, offensive line. Uh, the left, uh, the the left guard position last year was being held together by duct tape and hopes and dreams. Uh, so whenever whenever you can get a uh, a talent like uh, Matthew Bergeron on your offensive line, you, you're going to be in a good good shape. And, and for the people who are saying, "Oh, they could have stayed where they're at. Uh, they could have traded down and get him." The Dallas Cowboys was considering taking him with their first round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that. He wouldn't have lasted, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna just gonna let you in on that secret. That's not really a secret. The league values him 
more than you value them, okay? Because you're not in the front office, just That's like true. I'm not. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, Matthew Bergeron, uh, I, I love that pick. Um, and a lot of people, uh, I know NFL Network, well, not NFL Network, I'm sorry, NFL.com, how they do the uh, draft profiles and who the, uh, the player cops are, they compared him to Joe Batinio. And if you don't know who Joe Batinio is, he is uh, a guard for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, he's been all pro before. He's been he's a pro bowler and one of the better guards in the league. So that's very, very high praise for this young man out of Syracuse. You know, Canadian, man, you know. Canadian. He's from Canada. Yeah. He speaks he he speaks fru- uh, fluent uh, French. Yeah. This is crazy to me. But, hey, that's how they get down out there in Quebec. So, uh <laughs> Uh, I also, wanna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to touch on third round pick, uh, Zach Harrison, a, per, a player that you were very high on. Yes, um, I was. I wanted him to come to Carolina. Yeah, uh, six foot six, two hundred and seventy five pounds, thirty six inch arms, which is insane. Yeah. He is, he is pretty much what you create a defensive end on in Madden. <laughs> he, oh yeah, for sure. He he has four four low four four uh four five speed at 275 pounds. Now I will say like I said uh, in the last podcast he's not a finished project. He's not yeah. all the way there. He still needs some work. But with that being said, when you have Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree and Grady Jarrett you know, players who have led their teams in sacks year in and year out. That's a lot of experience for him to be able to get, um, as well as what Ryan Nielsen, Ryan Nielsen, the mad scientist who loves projects like these. People need to remember one of his finest works as a defensive coach was the project that is Trey Hendrickson, who yeah. balled out in uh, New Orleans, Went and got paid in Cincinnati and has been balling out ever since. So if we can get that, if we can get that, we're golden, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so, y'all are set up for success. Mm-hmm. So t- tell me, tell me what drew you to Zach Harrison when you was watching tape and watching the games. Um, I've watched a lot of him uh, since he played at Ohio State. You know, one of the bigger colleges that you see on TV. Um, mm-hmm. Ohio State's always loaded with talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he he never stood out the way a Nick Bosa would or a Joey Bosa, even a Chase Young, but mm-hmm. he has a lot of good traits. His explosiveness off the edge, his ability to set the edge against the run. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's six six. He's a big dude. <laughs> Thirty six inch arms. Like, I mean, yeah. what is there not to like about him? I mean, he 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 can stand up. He can he can put his hand in the dirt. He can play the run. He has all the capability to be good mm-hmm. uh, i think with the right coaching which i think you guys have a good dc um i think he could be better than most people are thinking he's gonna be um mm-hmm. i thought he would have fit good with uh avero and, and our defense and brian burns and Derek brown and all them boys but you know mm-hmm. he's in the he's in the atl and in, in the georgia dome no, you know what yeah, I know y'all call it Georgia yeah, Dome. No Mercedes Benz, you know. yeah, yeah. We, we got respect the Benz, baby. You it's know always what I'm Georgia Dome. <laughs> but, 
Ah, man, I wish um, I could have been in that stadium. Uh, God, yeah, the memories. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I think it's a great pick, though, man. I mean, he's a underrated edge rusher in this class. I think I, I'm surprised that you guys got him where you did. I thought he would have went higher. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think he would have if he was able to test, but yeah. uh, because he was dealing with that injury. He, uh, with the hamstring, he couldn't test. He he couldn't run a forty. He couldn't work out at his pro day. So, um, but just based off of his Georgia game alone, I think he should have. He could have probably went earlier than what he went because, yeah, for sure. Although he didn't have like a quote unquote dominant game, he still was low key dominant. He blew up so many runs. He he knocked uh, Stetson Bennett off his spot so many times. And those who don't know, never watched Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, um, I don't want to say he's trash because he's not trash. He got drafted. He's in the NFL. But yeah. he got drafted fourth round. Yeah, fourth round. Who? Godly. <laughs> fourth who round. Thought? Yeah, not me. <laughs> uh, fourth round. Um, <laughs> but he's a very – he's very timing-oriented. He, he needs to go through, like – if it's a three-step drop, he needs to get to this three-step drop. And by the time his back foot hit on that third step, he needs to know where he's going with that football. Any deviation out of that is going to throw him off his game. And multiple times during that game, Zach Harrison threw him off because by the time he hit that back that back foot for that third step, Zach Harrison was damn near in his lap. Uh, yeah. he, he handled Broderick Jones, a first-rounder. He handled him pretty well. It was not like, oh, he's overpowered. He don't belong. No, he held his own and then some. So I'm very excited about that pick. Um, I I, I want to touch on Clark Phillips before we move on to uh, New Orleans. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on seven uh, on the seven round picks. Uh, all yeah. out because I don't. I'm not going to lie. I don't know too much about him. Um, I just know Helens was the team captain and he, he led the team in tackles. Um, but I do know. Clark Phillips, nine career interceptions, four return for touchdowns, ball hawk, ball hawk. He yeah. should have been a early, early second round pick, but because of the NFL bias on small people, which I don't get because they just took a small person number one overall, and then everyone seems okay with it. But it's Bryce Young. That's that's fair. That's fair. He's great. But some would if you can put. <laughs> stats and and put the PFF grades of all corners in this draft. Clark Phillips has the best stats. He has the best tape. Uh, yeah. He his ability to stay with a receiver, uh, and you know I I get he don't have top end closing speed. No, he doesn't. No, but he has enough speed, folks. He ha- he's he's quick enough to stay with someone. I don't know if you watched the USC Utah game. Uh, the first time they played Jordan Addison, he kind of, you know, he, he kind of had his way low key. But the second time they played, once he had the preparation, he had the tape, he knew what his tendencies was, he knew what to expect, what you know, all that. He shut that man down. A first first round pick, he shut him down. And the year before that, when Drake London was in USC, he was giving Drake London the business. Drake London's six five. Yeah. My man, my man is five nine with twenty nine twenty nine in his arms. He is a dog, man. He got that mentality that 
you may think you you, you think you're better than me because I, I, I'm I'm five nine. Okay, I'll show you. It wouldn't want to doubt me. Line it up. Let's run it. Let's run it. I, I got him. I don't need help. Let's go man to man. Let's let the better man win. Yep. And that's all you can want out of a defensive back. Uh, he has inside outside versatility. And that's the thing for someone who's five foot nine with sub thirty inch arms. They played him on the outside, TJ. He didn't play in slot. He was an yeah. outside corner. Yeah. He was getting the number one guys every game, and he was locking them down. Yep. He was so. he was he was having a great year, man, and very underrated. I mean, Utah has consistently produced, um, you know, great defensive players, and they've always produced a great defense yearly at Utah. So I think it's a good pick. Yeah. And a little bit of a steal, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this Falcon secondary, folks, watch out. Just watch yeah. out. Okay. Uh, we got AJ Terrell, Jeff Akuda. We got my guy here, uh, Clark Phillips. We got uh, D. Alford, who, if you don't know who D. Alford is, he is uh, a CFL. Uh, he was a CFL star. And Terry, because he has wandering eyes with the Canadian Football League, he always has an eye out for talent. You saw D. Offord brought him in, and D. Offord is working out quite nicely. Uh, we have D- Darren Hall. Uh, just, just watch out for the secondary, folks. I, I, I don't want to get too much into it. I don't want to, you know, be hot taking and just throw stuff out there. But uh, well, we'll do that in the season review. Uh, yeah, at a later date, I'll give you my hot takes later, folks. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Next up is uh, let's do uh the Saints. Yeah. Uh, first round pick uh, 29 Saints took Brian Brzee a player that we called we said you know Brian Brzee uh, I hope you like crawfish buddy because you're a saint uh, yeah. we, we I mean, said it a lot of us predicted him to go to New Orleans months ago mm-hmm. yep uh, second round pick pick 40 Isaiah Foskey Notre Dame uh, pick 3 uh, in third round pick 71 uh, Kendra Miller TCU uh yeah great pick uh round four they took uh two players they took jake hayner quarterback out of fresno state and nick uh solved i I don't know how to pronounce his last name i'm sorry guy uh solved the uh out of uh offensive tackle out of old domain versatile play uh play tackle play guard uh they took uh in the fifth round they took jordan howden uh Safety out of Minnesota and rounding out with their last pick. Pick 195 in the sixth round. They took A.T. Perry, Wake Forest. First question, TJ, how in the hell did A.T. Perry last to the sixth round? How? I don't know. Uh, I know people underrated his speed a little bit. Um, He ran a full four. His route running. Um. (laughs) Hey, look, you six four he six was five. Inconsistent is, he was inconsistent, is what okay. I've heard. Okay, I'll give you that. I don't, I don't have really a, a analysis on him because I didn't watch him that much, but um, I know he's good. Yeah, he, he he was able to make plays on that offense when they don't really have a lot of playmakers. They, he was the only one. That's him and saying, like, Sam Sam Hartman. But do you honestly consider Sam Hartman a playmaker? I mean, I don't. Hey, look, yeah, Wentz is in – Wake Forest is in my backyard. I've seen him play. 
Yeah. At Perry was when he was on the field, he was the best player on the field. Yeah, I mean, definitely the best player on their offense for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's not saying much. It's Wake Forest, and I know people might scoff at that, but I don't think he's as bad as he went. You said he went mm-hmm. sixth round, right? Sixth round, pick one ninety five. Yeah, he should have went fourth round. I would say. You know, if someone would have picked him in the third round, I wouldn't have been mad at it. No, I mean but, he's a good player. Yeah, I don't think he's an elite receiver, but I do think he's a good receiver. Yeah, because at this point, if you're six four, six five, and you run a four four, you know, there's not a lot of those in this draft. Uh, and the the one that it was uh, got drafted in the first round, so you know you bet on traits like. Uh, I don't get why people are knocking him because he he's good in uh, traffic. He comes up with tough catches. Uh, he he plays the ball. He uses his size. I just don't get it. And, you know, I've I read that they were saying, like, oh, he had a bad attitude or not even a bad attitude. He's just reserved. He He's not, like, outgoing. And I don't know why people are punishing him for that. You don't have to be a talkative guy to lead your team. Especially at receiver. Yeah. He lets you play on the field due to talking. And, you know, I think at this point, seeing what the Saints has uh, currently in their wide receiver room, A.T. Perry is a big addition, and I would not be surprised if he has a major role in this offense. Yeah, I can see it, especially in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about another sleeper, man, low-key. Low-key quarterback of the future, Jake Hayner, Fresno State. I love that pick, man. I he wasn't talked about enough through the draft process, but you look at where he's going and who he's playing behind. I think Derek Carr could be a huge asset to him uh, just from a mentor standpoint. Um, Jake Hayner reminds a lot of people of Taylor Heineke. Um, and I can see it. You know, the, he's a little feisty. Uh, people have mentioned Gardner Minshew-esque uh, with just how – gritty he is as, as a quarterback. Um, I think he has a lot of better – I think he has better arm talent than both of those guys, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, based off of what I've seen of him, I think – obviously Fresno State is not a big college that people pay attention to. But if you did watch Fresno State games, you noticed how he had an ability to grasp, you know, the huddle and, and really – motivate his team to to push through drives of of 80 yards you know almost 10 minute drives I mean he was he was their leader on offense for Fresno State and I I think he has the talent I think he's him being young and sitting behind Derek Carr I think he could be a huge asset to their future potentially their next starter would you would you care to hear a, a bit of a hot take what's that I don't think he's going to sit behind Derek Carr for long. I feel like if Derek Carr gets hurt, he will never see that starting job again. Well, no, I take that back. I you forgot. You got a block party on her hands. That's what Chris Sims is calling him. But I, I got, I got to walk it back a little bit because I forgot they still got famous Jameis on the roster, man. So in the event that Derek Carr does get hurt, nobody you know, cares about famous Jameis. Hey, but I yeah, uh so yeah, I, I gotta walk that back, folks. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> you you can call me a coward. I forgot about, you know, my boy E the W, you know what I'm saying? Uh 
Eat a W. How that dub? Yeah, eat a W. How that dub? I think Jake Hayner is a great pick, man. Um, I almost forgot about him to be honest, because he wasn't talked about at all. Like mm. when you heard people talk about this quarterback class, I mean, even if you're talking outside the first round, you were always always hearing hearing about Hendon Hooker, yeah, yeah. E, yeah. You know those kind of guys. Bro, that, Tanner McKee, damn it, went undrafted, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you go? Uh, sixth or seventh round to Philly? Yeah, sixth round. Oh God. Uh, the brand took a bit of a hit there. Uh, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. That was your uh, guy. That was. That your, was my guy. Your dude. That was, that was my guy, dude, man. I, you know, I, yeah, I, 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 I took an L, folks. Uh, I told you, I told you he wasn't sniffing the first round, and not only was I right. But he didn't even get drafted in the first three rounds. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, you can, folks, you can nominate me in the comments for the Down Bad Award. Uh, we'll, we'll, but uh, yeah, uh, trust yeah. me, you got a nomination. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Don't worry. It's in your email. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's dive into Bucks, man. Um, the Bucks. You know, now that I've had time to sit and let it linger on my spirit and after seeing the rest of their the rest of their uh, draft picks I don't think they had a bad draft uh Kalaja Kansi 19 overall uh out of Pittsburgh uh defensive tackle Cody Mock their uh next offensive guard uh second round pick 48 North Dakota State uh this man um I'm not gonna lie third round pick 82 Yaya Diaby Louisville uh I gotta give you the shot brother uh, I need to apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game, man. Uh, but after watching film, I am now, and I can see why Todd Bowles is super psyched to have him there. Big guy, six four, two sixty. Uh, he can run in the the mid four four or fives. Um, big, strong, violent hands, quick off the ball, explosive, twitchy, and everything that you would want in a. Uh, in a in an edge rusher. Now I will say the reason why he probably went third round is because while he's good at all those things, he's not great. And you know, people try to search for greatness in the first and second round. But third round, I have no problem with him being there. And who knows, man? And you know, by the time his contract is up, we're gonna say, How the hell did Yaya Diaby go third round? He should have went before that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it, man. He has good traits. He's got good size, um, and I think Todd Bowles could could really do something with him um, mm-hmm. as long as he's consistent throughout training camp. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, fifth round, I think they had a sneaky, a sneaky good fifth and sixth round, man. Uh, they took Sir, I don't know how to pronounce your name, boss. Uh, uh, Dennis. So, so I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't want to jack it up. I was call you Sir Dennis out of Pittsburgh linebacker, uh, who uh, Todd Bowles is really really excited about. So um, we'll see where that goes. It could be a potential, uh, you know, Devin White uh, replacement or Levante David. Um, also Payne Durham, tight end out of Purdue, very slept on. Uh, you know, he has the size and the 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 traits to be something in this league. Willie, that's up to him and coaching, but I'm not mad at that pick. Uh, 
six rounder, pick 181, Josh Hayes, Kansas State. This next pick I want to talk about. Pick six, 191. Wide receiver Trey Palmer, Nebraska. You know, they lost speed yeah. with uh Scotty Miller coming to Atlanta. They got that back and then some. Trey Palmer is a burner. Yeah. Absolute burner. And yeah, he had a good season this past year. And yeah, I'm not psyched to have to deal with him. I, I wanted him on my team, if I'm being honest. Um, he's yeah. a real real good player. You know, six foot, you know, 180, run four threes. You can't you can't teach that. <laughs> I mean, he he had over a thousand yards this past season at Nebraska, and we all know Nebraska is not a very good football team, but mm-hmm. I mean, he made the best of it. He was one of the best players on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he fell in the draft just because of his, his stats and, and where he played. He mm-hmm. wasn't, he wasn't going to blow you away every game. He was a little inconsistent at times. Um, but when he's on, he's he's a really damn good receiver, mm-hmm. uh, and a great pick in the sixth round. I mean, I, I I really feel like this receiver class was very deep. Oh yeah, uh, the fact that he went sixth round, and I consider him to be a, a early day three pick. Like I thought he would have went fourth round. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's that good. I, I think so saying, too. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a a future all pro or anything, but I do think he's going to be a good receiver as long as he gets a chance. Yeah. But Uh, also in that receiving core, I think he will push for playing time. I think right now he's probably like your, you can pencil him in as punt return or kickoff return and stuff like that. But I do think there is a place for him in that offense because, you know, while I do love Mike Evans, you know that, you know, I love uh, Chris Godwin and, you know, former – yeah, former Falcon, you know, uh Russell Gage, they're not exactly burners. And nope. you need you need a field stretcher on your team. And that's what Trey Palmer can give you and then some. So I re- I really like that pick. And to round out their draft, they took uh Jose Ramirez, uh linebacker out of Eastern Michigan. Uh Todd Todd Bowles seemed to be really pumped. If you watch the uh the draft, you know, how they had the camera behind the scenes when they're making the draft pick. He seemed very, very enthused about the defensive players that he picked up in his draft. He seems to have a plan for them. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't want to see it, but we ain't got no choice. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see it. It could work. It could not work. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they had a very solid draft. So I just want to give an apology to Ty Bowles, man. Uh, I, I was very, I was really hard on y'all. I said y'all, I, y'all draft sucked. Uh, it didn't suck. It wasn't the the best. Yeah, it was, it was. It was okay. I think they have a lot of pieces that they drafted where, if they develop them properly, we could be saying the opposite a year from now. Mm-hmm. We could be saying they had the best draft class in the NFC South. Do I think they're going to have the best draft class in the NFC South? No, no. no. But. I think the people they brought in, they fit their scheme. They fit what they like to do. And it addressed some needs. I mean, like you just said yourself, they needed some speed on that offense. And Trey Trey Palmer brings that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Kalijah Kansi, first round. I mean, great pick. 
I didn't necessarily agree with it at the time, but, you know, after thinking on it, it's a young piece to that defense. That defense did need to get younger in the front seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, besides Devin White, everybody else is a little older in the tooth. Even Vita Vea, I mean, believe it or not, he's close to 30 years old now. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild to think about. I know. He's not there yet, but he's getting there. And, yeah. you know, D. Lyman, they, they get wear and tear on their bodies from, you know, bullying each other along the lines of scrimmage. I mean, eventually you're going to break down and, you know, you need to have the depth to to hold up. And I mm-hmm. think Kansi brings that. Uh, but I also think Kansi has the potential to be a pro bowler. Oh, yeah. He's – he's he, they this draft, what it taught me about Tampa Bay is that they ain't trying to be bottom half of the league in sacks anymore. They are trying to bring juice around the edge through the middle, uh, however they can by blitzing, you know, just four down line. They are trying to get to the quarterback. And I can respect that because yeah. they had the talent last year. They just had the injuries. And like you said, they are getting older. So they need an infusion of youth to, uh, you know, keep the old guys fresh. And, uh, yeah, just get to a quarterback in a variety of ways that, you know, he can scheme up to uh, – Try to knock the rest of the NFC South off their pivot. Um, yeah. And I'll say, too, real quick, um, before we transition, I really feel like this draft, if you look at it, for Tampa Bay, this really feels like Todd Bowles' first real draft where it was his stamp on the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, every pick just felt like a pick that he would make. I mean, not, not necessarily in a, I don't mean that in an insulting way. I just feel mm-hmm. like, you know, Bruce Arians had his type of style and his players that he would take. And now Todd Bowles is putting his stamp with a real good, solid draft class of, of players that I think he could mold to be mm-hmm. the future of the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, also, it just occurred to me we didn't we didn't give a draft grade for the rest of the three, so we'll start with. Oh yeah, uh, okay. sorry about yeah. that. No, we no, yeah, little... yeah, we got sidetracked. See, this is how much we love this, man. We, we, we start we... talking about football and we lose yeah. track. Of yeah, yeah. so yeah, so uh, we'll start with this, and we'll double back with the Saints, and then round that with my Falcons. Uh, so with this draft, it would have been a B plus, but the fact that they're moving Tristan Wirfs to left tackle. Which means they're gonna have Luke Geek, uh, <laughs> Luke. What is his last name? Gatke. Gatke. Yeah, I know. I know. I know him. I just don't know how to pronounce it. I, I'm trying not to mess up people's name, folks, because uh, yeah. I know my name seems simple. I want to sound educated when I say his name. Yeah, I, I know my name seems simple, but you'll be surprised how many times people have jacked up my name. So I hate the feeling, and I'm trying to pronounce it right. But you got Luke Gatke as your right tackle that is not ideal so for that i gotta give my b minus man yeah i can be minus too i agree okay uh saints uh some picks i love some picks i don't you know how i feel about kendra miller you know how i feel about brian brzee you know how i feel about at perry I do not. I don't like Isaiah Foskey, man. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that one. I I was anywhere from a C plus to a to a solid B. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not by this draft class. 
Um, Brian Brzee, yes, it's a great pick because they need depth along the D-line, especially at D-tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he has injury concerns. People yeah. are afraid whether or not he can hold up. I'm not that excited about this class. And the more I think about it, even the Kendra Miller pick is kind of confusing. I mean, I know we don't know the future for Alvin Kamara, but you can get running backs in, in later rounds. <laughs> I mean, this running except back for class. B. John, except for B. John, folks. There is only one B. John. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying my point is this running back class was very deep, and the fact that they yeah. took Kendra Miller in, what, the third round? Yeah. I don't understand that, like. Yeah. Why are you using a third round pick on a running back? That yeah. wasn't your biggest need. Yeah. I, 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 I you don't draft off a need. Sometimes you just draft the BPA, but are you really going to convince me that Kendra Miller was the best player on the board at that time? Third round was loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to give him a C plus. Yeah. I, I'm not, the more I think about it, I've convinced myself. I'm not, I'm not that excited about this draft class for them. Yeah. I'm going to give him a B minus uh, because like you said, there were better players available. I love Kendra Miller, man. I love him. I do too. I just don't think it makes sense uh, to take him. Yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, getting A.T. Perry where they got him, tremendous value. Uh, and, you know, I sneakily – sneaky like Jake Hayner. So, yeah, B minus. Uh, you know, it could have been – it could have been better. Uh, round it out with my Falcons, folks. Uh, I know you probably think I'm, I'm going to say A plus or A. Uh, you'd be correct. I'm gonna give us an A minus. Uh, because uh, the only reason why I'm giving us an A minus, I would love to see us draft a receiver. Uh, because uh, our receiver core as it stands right now is Mac Hollins, Drake London, Jared Bernhardt, uh, Scotty Miller, and a who's who's of scrubs. So, uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> it reminds me, like I know Arthur Smith's your coach. Mm. It reminds me of the old days in Tennessee mm-hmm. before AJ Brown. Yeah, that's what yeah. this reminds me of. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I just mean, I like, you, besides Drake London, nobody in your receiving core really scares me. Just receivers. I'm not talking tight ends. I yeah. mean, tight ends is a different section. Yeah, I have good tight ends. Yeah. Now, now, I'm, I'm the reason why I. I'm going to push back a little bit on that because, and I have to remind myself this too, because I forget it all the time. And this scheme and Arthur Smith's scheme, we just need to start looking at Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver. Yeah. He plays out wide a lot. And I think the run, the reason why we traded for John New Smith is specifically so we can line Kyle Pitts up outside and we'll mm-hmm. still have uh, a receiving threat uh, lined up inside. So, uh, I still think we're going to add to the receiving room. Uh, looking at you, Corey Davis, come on home, brother. You know, you enjoyed your greatest uh, statistical seasons with your boy, <laughs> with Artie Smith. So why not replicate that, man? Yeah. Come to the A, baby. You, you'll love it here. You'll love it here. I'm telling you. But, uh, yeah, I, I give us an A-, minus, man. Uh, I think uh, we got – Three starters right now, borderline four, seeing how quickly uh, Zach Harrison uh, develops. But, yeah, that's all you can ask for. So I gave the Saints a C plus. I gave the Bucks a B. 
right? I think I said B. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll say B now. I'm going to yeah. say B books. Uh, I gave my Panthers an A, a solid A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go A minus for the, for the Falcons. I love your, your, your first round pick. I know some people don't agree with it, but if you are smart and you know college football, you will know that B. John Robinson was one of the very few blue chip prospects in this draft. Mm-hmm. And when I say blue chip, I mean guaranteed gonna be a stud. Yeah, no bus, no bus potential, folks. Yeah. It's rare that you get those kind of guys. I mean, you can go back and look. You, you had Christian McCaffrey, um, you had Saquon Barkley, I mean a- Justin, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, Jamar Chase, you know, you can yeah. list receivers and running backs that were just blue chip prospects from the moment you seen them in college to the moment you seen them in the draft. Um, and Bijan is that. Just because you didn't watch Texas doesn't mean he ain't great. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to scoff at him as a Falcon, um, although I don't like his choice of jersey number. He could. Hey, let's him. go. Let's go. Seven, baby. Seven. Se- seven for seven. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think him being your first-round pick set the tone for your draft. Was the rest of your draft, like, exceptional? No, but you made really solid, like, picks like i can't say you had a r- awful pick i like the phillips pick i obviously already said i like the harrison zach harrison pick mm-hmm. um who was the other guy y'all took bergeron yes bergeron from syracuse i like that too so i'm gonna give you a minus um only reason i'm not giving you an a like the panthers is because i feel like receiver was one of your needs and you didn't address it that's my only concern. You you did address the the defensive line. You addressed the offensive line. You addressed running back. You addressed your secondary. You added more depth to your secondary. But to me, your biggest need going into this draft was wide receiver because besides Drake London, nobody really scares you. Um, and you guys failed to address that in the first and second round. And it's it's a little confusing, but I understand – who's in charge because Arthur Smith came from Tennessee. What did they mm-hmm. always do in Tennessee? They ran the rock mm-hmm. play action, um, you know, hit a receiver here, hit a receiver here, but nine times out of 10, it's, it's 20 to 25 passes a game. And the rest of it is running. You're running anywhere from 35 carries a game to 45 carries a game mm-hmm. on offense with, with your running game. And that's why I drafted Bijan and I get it. But this receiving class, like I said, about the Saints and about the Bucks, it was a deep class, and you guys didn't take a receiver. I don't understand that. Uh, well, I will say this, like we talked about. By the receiving class, this receiver class was deep with, like, serviceable guys. There were maybe four exceptional guys, maybe. Like guys that you look at, you go, all right, yeah, he's gonna be it. He's gonna be the guy. Like Zay Flowers, uh, JSN, uh, Addison, and uh, maybe Quentin Johnson. If you put him in there, you you can. I'm not gonna. Some people will argue Mingo. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, outside of those guys, um, 
But you know, I like Josh Downs. Yeah, I do too. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna <laughs> I was trying to find a reason. I was like, nah, I do like. I'm just him. saying, man. You could argue there was six receivers in this class that are worth a, a, a day one or day two pick. Yeah, but only two fit the scheme: Mingo and Johnson. So we're gonna get it. But it's, yeah. it's gonna be. It's, hey, hey, brother. It's Mingo's gonna. Be, in- an old Charlotte, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that Carolina blue. He changed out one shade of blue for another shade of blue. But That's true. Know. He did. He did. But you know, uh it didn't you work know. out. It didn't work out for the first guy who came from Ole Miss. So, you know, let's let's pump, let's pump it, you know. You know, we may pull one out for you, Matt Corral. We just don't know yet. Uh <laughs> Man, leave Matt Crowell alone, man. He's yeah. doing good. He's showing yeah. up at camp. He's he's competing. I'm hearing he has a chance to compete for the day one job. Hell no. Nope. <laughs> day one job for what? <laughs> they threw a parade for Bryce Young. Hey, There's no hey, chance. Anybody who's watching this video and was a slight Mike uh, Matt Corral fan, you jumped up a little bit in your seat when you heard that. You're like, oh, <laughs> Matt Corral's got a chance? <laughs> Really don't have Hell a chance. Nah. There's no shot. I mean, let's keep it a let's keep it a buck. He he ain't getting the starting job. Hey, Amy Dalton will start before he'll start. Yeah. Hey, Matt Corral is one bad preseason away from playing for the Columbus Rough Riders in the XFL. So, uh, yeah, let's put. Hey, don't get me wrong. I like Matt Corral. I like him a lot, but I you, like better. Yeah, Bryce, you you trade it all. Going to be Bryce Young is going to be. One of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFC this year. Book it, book it, book oh it. God. Oh my god! Let me let me ask the fans of this podcast, oh and you can god. comment on this video. I want to make an episode out of this, but Corey's trying to detain me and restrain oh me. He's hey, trying man. to restrict me from the people. Hey man, let me hear my fans out there. Let me hear you loud and proud. In your head, can you think of ten? There's 16 teams in the NFC. Can you think of 10 quarterbacks in the NFC that will be better week one, talent-wise, just overall talent on the field, than Bryce Young? Let me hear it. Let me hear it. We're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Not. The Bryce effect is here. Uh, Bryce Mania. <laughs> Bryce Mania is running wild, Corey. <laughs> Well, folks, I can't think of a better segue to, uh, you know, while the Panthers are flying high, some teams, some players are flying low. So this brings us to uh, another installment of the Pour One Out Awards. We're going to pour one out for you. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, it's I thought a, about this. I thought about it, too. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough week. Usually, it's it's easy the late the, the first few episodes to to pour one out, but yeah, it was. But uh, until I got on Twitter today and I saw what I saw, this makes it an easy decision. Uh, Antonio Brown, I'm gonna pour one out for you, and I will pour one out for your Arena Football League uh, team, and I'm gonna pour one out for the players on that team, folks. If you haven't heard, Antonio Brown bought a indoor. Uh, arena football team. Uh, I and, didn't know this. Yeah, and since he bought that team, he hasn't paid the players. He hasn't paid the coaching staff. 
he had some of the coaching staff and some of the players banned from the team hotels. He made a list saying, do not let these players in. The head coach quit. The The league MVP has quit. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, he hasn't paid his players. <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> Who sold a team to Antonio Brown? Why would you sell your team to Antonio Brown? Why would you work for Antonio Brown as well? I I don't. When I saw that, the I, you know, is with AB, nothing surprises you anymore. Like when you see, dude, is, you know, he begs for attention. You know, I I honestly thought. You know him taking his pads off and running down the the, the jet sideline and waving to the fans was probably the most out there thing that I'm going to see uh, Antonio Brown do. And Antonio Brown literally said, "Hold my beer." I'm going to one up you. You thought yeah. that was bad? Wait till yeah. you see this. Yeah, look look at me. I'm pulling my wee wee out in a pool with uh, a pool full of white women. Yeah, yeah. Like w- w- why? 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 And then he tried to he tried to make draft weekend about him last week, saying that he was going to the Ravens. Let's flock Ravens flock. I was about to curse, but I'm sorry. Nobody wants you in their locker room. Yeah. You know, let's let's get on. We're gonna pour one out for Antonio Brown, but let me say something. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Mike Tomlin is looking like the smartest ram smartest man in the damn room. Mm-hmm. Because when he got traded from the Steelers to the Raiders, what three four years ago? Yeah, all of us were like standing up in our seats and we're like, "Oh my God, they got rid of Antonio Brown. What are they doing?" Yeah, we didn't know because they, they didn't know they, they held that Antonio they, Brown was insane. Yeah, they they kept the tight ship around Pittsburgh. Nothing got out, but the <laughs> moment he went to Vegas, the moment everything came out. Oh, uh, I burnt my feet in a cryogenic, <laughs> a cryogenic chamber. I, I, I you know, I got a frost, a severe frostbite. I don't want to wear your helmet, so I'm going to get my own. I'm gonna take my old Pittsburgh helmet, spray painted uh, silver and black, and you're not gonna notice. Oh, I'm gonna have a talk with my coach and my GM, and I'm gonna call them crackers, and I'm gonna quit the team. <laughs> what? Yeah, so yeah, we pouring one out for Antonio Brown. We're pouring one out for his arena football team, uh, his indoor league. I don't know the name of the team. Uh, I probably should have researched that, but also you're not getting paid. You got you got bigger fish to fry. All right, get go go. go yeah, it who cares? Brown, I could care less about him. Yeah, get, get your money, man. Uh, shout out to that team, which also leads us to another. Uh, it's the down bad award. We're gonna give another award away, man. Uh, do you have any suggestion for your down bad award? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I mean, there's so many situations out there you could say. I mean, at one point we were talking Ravens fans like weeks ago, and now yeah, they're they're yeah, they, good. yeah they, they up now. <laughs> they up now. They up in there. Damn sweet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to uh yeah, we're gonna have to resend their down bad award. Uh yeah. I'm sorry, Ravens fans. Uh sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. 
I still stand by. They shouldn't have gave Odell that money, but you know. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Packers fans, man. Oh, Packers fans. Yeah. Because you drafted Jordan Love in the first round four years ago. You just gave him a one year extension because it's cheaper than the fifth year option. Mm-hmm. And you have no clue about your future right now. No. No. Hey, but they drafted two tight ends. <laughs> I mean, is that is this a fair assessment? I'm gonna say this speaks down bad award as Packers fans, because not because they're in a bad spot, but more so they don't know their future. And I I know how that feels. As a Panthers fan, we have been in the bottom of the barrel since 2018, 2017. So about yeah. six years. I know. You're down bad. Yeah. It's okay, though. In the last 30 years, you've had two quarterbacks. Carolina's had way more than that. Yeah. And you got a Super Bowl, so I don't give a damn about y'all. Y'all, you know, enjoy the bottom, okay? Enjoy the bottom. To the Packers standard, they don't know what they have in Jordan Love. He's not a guarantee. He was a late first-round pick. And I get it. Aaron Rodgers fell to the 20s, and y'all drafted Aaron Rodgers. But not everybody is an Aaron Rodgers or a Brett Favre. Hey, they drafted Sean Cl- uh, Clifford in the, what, the fourth round. Did they? I, I think they, I think they did. Sean Clifford, man. Oh, no. <laughs> Q, QB, oh, no. QB1, Sean Clifford, Penn State, man. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, he beat let me, out. Let me, flip, let me flip this for a second. He beat I out. think about it. He no, beat no, out no, Will Levis. He beat out Will Levis. Will Levis couldn't beat sure, him he out. Did. And he had a transfer. Let me, let me say this. Let me twist this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not only are Packers fans down bad because they don't know the certainty of their future mm-hmm. at quarterback, but Jordan Love, you're down bad right now. You're, you're you're good because you're the starter as of right now, and you're gonna be the starter. Mm-hmm. But man, do you have huge shoes to fill? Yeah. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. You don't have a long term deal in Green Bay right now. He, he's on a short-term prove-it deal. And you're replacing Aaron frickin' Rodgers. And you can say what you want about his character, but Aaron Rodgers is going to go down in history the as the greatest Packer ever. Greatest Packer of all time. Mm-hmm. So my down bad award mm-hmm. is not just to the city of Green Bay, but more specifically Jordan Love, because my friend, I don't envy you. I would not want to have to fill the shoes of Aaron Rodgers, who's been there for the last, what, 18 seasons? Mm -hmm. Something like that. I don't know the exact number, but I'm just spitballing here. Regardless of how many years it is, I know it's over 15. Mm -hmm. The fact is, you're replacing Aaron Rodgers, and you don't even have a long-term deal in place you were drafted in the first round four years ago, and they don't know what they have in you, and you don't know what you're gonna do. Let's yeah. let's, let's give a a down bad award to Jordan Love. Okay. And yeah, the city of Green Bay. Yeah, the city is, of Green Bay. This is, a, yeah. this is a package deal. It's a, it's city a, of Green Bay. Yeah. And the love of Jordan. Yeah. They're just 
It's a it's a two part down bad award. It's a yeah. Two part down bad award. That's that's my down bad award of the week, man. I I feel like that is uh, that's true love. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm in, I'm gonna need a little bit of a moment for for my down bad award. Um. Oh man. I've been seeing it, and I've been wanting to comment on it, but I haven't. But now I have the form. So this week's Down Bad Award goes out to the University of Georgia fans. Yeah, that's right. I'm giving you the Down Bad Award, okay? And we're going to talk about why. On Thursday, last Thursday, the Atlanta Falcons took B. John Robinson with the A-pick, leaving Jalen Carter still on the board. Georgia fans could not handle this. They were saying, oh, our our team is so stupid. Oh, my God, why would we leave him on the board? We never take any dogs. We're the best university in the league. And wham, 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 wham. Okay. I, I like Jalen Carter, too. He was probably the best player in the draft. But you know what? He was either directly or indirectly responsible for two people dying. That takes him a lot of that takes him off of a lot of people's draft boards. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And also his own coaches, his own coaches label him as immature. They said that he has a lot of growing up to do. They said he is n- not self-motivating. And that sometimes he take plays off and he don't practice as hard as he should or in his playbook as hard as he should. Why would you want your hometown team? Supposedly, that you all root for. Supposedly, because I I don't think any Georgia fans are Atlanta fans, if I'm being honest. But why would you want your team to take that type of risk? Because that's what it is. While he is talented, he is a risk. Mm-hmm. Why would you want that? So the that's not the main reason why I'm giving them the down bad award, TJ. I don't know if you saw this, but there's been a lot of people who are Georgia fans who are now you know saying that they now are Philadelphia Eagles fans. Mm. They say we they they got Jordan Davis and they got N'Kobe Dean who, you know, both of them you know made a whopping three starts last year. Uh <laughs> they said, oh, we got they got Dolis, uh, they got Jalen Carter. Oh, they got Keely Ringo who's getting beat like a damn drum in that national championship game. Well the uh the college football playoffs. Marvin Harrison Jr. was burning that dude. Whooping him. Whooping every him. play, whooping them. If he wouldn't have went down, they would have won. Yeah, he had Mark no. Went down in that game. If you watch it, if he wouldn't have went down with that injury, Ohio State would have won that game. They had no answer for him. No, they didn't. But but because you know a team took all their you know the Georgia players and they're saying oh and they just traded for De- DeAndre Swift. You know who you know injury prone, injury prone, uh, lost the proven in the last three years. Yeah, lost you know the faith of their you know coaching staff, and you know let's be honest, they gave him up for a bag of beans. They didn't get all they could out of him. They just wanted him off their team. Yeah. So along with uh, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Uh, so not only are these Georgia fans saying they're going to go to Philly and, and be and root for them, but they're also making disparaging comments 
about our front office, about our fans, about everything Atlanta Falcon. And I just want to say this. And I'm I'm gonna say it with my whole chest. Philly ain't winning the Super Bowl this year, folks. It ain't happening. It's not happening. And once you realize that, I want you to stay y'all asses where y'all at. Don't come back over here where you see what we got going on. You you made your you made your chair, you made your, your choice. You stay over there. You with the Philly dogs. You with the Philly dogs. The, the, yeah, the, the Florida, the the the, the Philly, uh, the what, what they call them, the the, the Philly Georgia uh, uh, Eagle dog. You stay over there. You yeah, stay the, with the them. Dogs, the Philly dogs, the Philadelphia Bulldogs. You stay with them. And when Jordan Love, I mean not Jordan Love, I'm sorry, uh, previous down bad winner. Uh, <laughs> when when Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter are on the sideline on third down because they're gassed, then you get back to me. When they're running the ball directly at N'Kobe Dean, who was 5'11", uh, 225 pounds, and Nolan Smith, who was 6'2", 225 pounds, and they're getting blown off the ball by uh, by Trent Williams and the rest of the, the, the 49ers offensive line, then get back to me, folks. I'm not saying they're not good players. They just didn't fit our scheme. And I don't understand why the Georgia fans can't accept that. I don't want to say that they're stupid, but I will say that you are stupid. So I always say, and we, we've said this before on uh, previous podcasts and even when we talk on the phone, you know, draft picks, just because I was great in college doesn't mean I'm going to be great in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I made a name for myself in, in, in the Athens, Georgia, doesn't mean I need to go to Atlanta and continue that legacy. Mm-hmm. The 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 hype behind the Eagles, who just lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs, and I get it. They they've reloaded for for another season. Yeah, sure. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna be the kind of person that says, let's wait, let's wait and see. Because yeah, on paper, they are a hell of a, a roster, but. We all know in previous seasons, the team with the best roster didn't always win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Buffalo had a great roster last year. Where were they at? Cincinnati had a great roster. Where were they at? The, so, the Patriots that went 17-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. The Ca- lost the Giants. The Cowboys last year had one of the best rosters in the NFL. Where were they at? They were all watching the Super Bowl on the couch, just like the rest of us, folks. And that's all I'm saying. You know, you wanna you wanna switch sides? You can switch sides, but don't come back when you see what we got going on. I'm fine with it. You know, I'm fine with people having their opinions on on the draft class of the Eagles and all the Georgia Bulldogs are there. Blah 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 blah. But let's pump the brakes a little bit on crowning their asses before they even play the damn game. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I can't stand that. People will do that every season and mm-hmm. then come week ten, well, half the roster's on the injured list. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying the Eagles, I'm just saying in general, like let's yeah. stop let's let's stop hyping these teams up. Like we haven't even played a game yet. Let's mm-hmm. let's get to week one and then we'll talk after that. Yeah. And it, it's played on the field, not on the roster. It's it, ain't it, bad. Yeah, it, it it just really grinds my gears when because you're not you're not a Falcons fan, so you don't see it. It's every freaking year 
they were saying that we should have drafted Stetson Bennett because he is a two-time national championship winner. Stetson Bennett. Remember I said when uh, Deshaun Watson was available for trade last year, I said, oh, he should come to Carolina because he played at Clemson. That's a dumb reason to want somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just because he went to your local college or or whatever, like it's stupid. It. It's so stupid. It doesn't man. have an affiliation. It's Next so year, stupid. I guarantee you, people are going to associate the L.A. Rams and Caleb Williams. Well, I, I'm not going to lie; they're setting themselves up nicely for it because they uh, did. <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> they set themselves You're... up nicely. They they have full take mode. They they take it, Jack. I'm just saying, don't sleep on Drake May. Yeah, I like Drake May. I love Drake May. Like I said, and we'll probably talk about arguably, it. Arguably, he could be better. Ooh, let's not let's not go there. Uh, We're not going to go there yet. I, but I'm I, th- saying, I, I think it's I'm more. Saying, people are sleeping on him because he plays at UNC. I think I think it's more of a, a pick your poison type. Like you want the six five quarterback with the bigger body who can move on the run, or do you want someone who can create off structure? Who you know, not small. He's six one six two, but he's smaller than Drake May, but. That's that's another topic we'll get into because I got six quarterbacks that could go in the first round on my you know on my draft board. So uh, we'll we'll talk about it on a later, uh, a later date. But yeah, this week's down bad award uh, for you for, for you, me for, is the, uh, the the state of Georgia. Yeah, Bulldog fans. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you what I want to tell you because you know we're trying to be PG around here. But yeah, stay where you at. Don't come back. Don't come back. You know, when you see B. John. Tail away. Yeah. <laughs> when you see B. John uh, is the runaway rookie of the uh, year, don't don't come back. Just stay over there with your Eagle Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Best of luck to you. But uh, uh, I would like to see some comments on this video. If you stay to the very end, I have a topic for the season going into the season. Do our fans, our subscribers, want us to do a video on the future fantasy football season? Oh, well, I don't think they have a choice. We're gonna do that anyway. That's a good topic because we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of guys on in the NFC side who who is gonna make some noise in fantasy. So, yeah, uh, sorry, folks, we're gonna trump you on that. We're gonna give it to you anyway. We don't give a damn what you want. <laughs> we're gonna do it, folks. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think now's a good time to get out of here before we both get too worked up talking about these uh these fair weather fans. Yeah. Uh, it's not even week one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a long season, but it's gonna be glorious. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be glorious. great. I'm, I'm excited. Oh uh, yeah. I haven't had this much like like fulfillment coming towards a season in a while since Cam was our quarterback. Hmm. I feel like I feel like Carolina's in a good spot. I feel like Atlanta's in a good spot. Yep. We're gonna let the games play out how they may. Yep. Uh anything you gotta tell uh, say to the folks before we get up out of here, my guy? Like, subscribe, comment below, give us ideas, tell us how you feel, tell us your thoughts, hit us up on social media. If you're not following us on social media, find us on Instagram, find us on Twitter. Yeah. Help us spread the channel. I want to reach everybody. Okay? Oh yeah. Like like Dion said, we ain't hard to find, folks. Just type yeah, in Kings of the South. Man. Just type in Kings of the South podcast. We'll pop up, guys. All right. 
we working hard to to build this brand, man, and we appreciate all the love that we can get. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, as always, that's your boy TJ right there. I'm your man Corey. We appreciate y'all for watching and sticking with us, and uh, hope to see you again soon. Peace. Peace.